Absolutely awesome to see you down in Florida, Roddy. Unfortunately, you are at the grind, working. LOL. Enjoy it, man. You deserve it. How about that? Listen, please don't feel sorry for me. Darren, do you feel sorry for me that I got to work? I feel sorry for me. <laughs> exactly. From the slurpy capital to the land of the newlywed and the nearly dead, it's sunny Florida with the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Rick Regan. Happy Thursday, everybody. And welcome to Canada's daytime sports talk show. I prefer the sunshine state, guys. I really do. And if you can believe it's even hotter today than it was yesterday, we continue to broadcast live from the beach house in beautiful and sunny Pompano Beach, Florida. RP here, Moose DuPont, is back in the studio. And there he is. How you doing, Moose? Do you have a sweater on today? <laughs> What's up? I do, yeah. Well, it's only going to be what... Is it going to hit 70 degrees here? Probably not. Ooh. I think it, it was, oh, you know, poor guy. 18 or 19 Celsius. I know. So what happened to the rain? I, you know, we were talking yesterday. It's supposed to be rain in the forecast today. Not the case. Uh, I don't know. It sprinkles like once a day I found here. And then uh, it's sunshine the rest of the time. But I got to tell you, Moose, before we get into the usual hijinks that we do here, a couple yep. things going down uh, just to open the show. We've got invitations from three different restaurants and sports bars to come and do the show over the next couple of weeks. I thought I okay. would let you know that. That's so good. I'm trying. I, I'm going to write them down. I'm just, you know how I work with like the bracelet says one day at a time. We'll get through today from the beach house. We're going back to Dodge city Friday, but come next week. I, we've got it. We have a litany of restaurants and sports bars that want to host the Rod Peterson show. And today Ian, who God willing, will get him on the air here. Cause this dude has got it going on. He's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, you guys are bringing business in here. Canadians like to come to Florida. And, uh, and I said, well, of course. And he goes, well, listen, I'm telling everybody you guys are doing a podcast. I'm like, dude, dude, it's on national television on Game Plus TV across Canada. He's like, no, 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 podcast way cooler than that. <laughs> so he's got his YouTube up and he's watching the show. So that's, hey, they're very tech savvy down here in south florida or florida overall would that surprise you moose not at all that? not at all so that's pretty good yeah they're dialed in well yeah we have a we have a live studio audience up here i like it ian and nina the staff because i don't think they're are you guys open yet for are you open just yeah you can talk it's okay yeah, we're open. it's like it's a theater here yeah, they're, yeah we're open so yeah, yeah they'll get to the uh customers Later on. Oh, don't a worry. Show going on down here. If they make some noise, yeah. if they make some noise, we'll hear it. So it's good. Okay. Oh, if they make some noise, you'll hear it. Okay. Well, maybe a little later on. But hey, okay. I guess we should get serious. Um, coming up on the program today, Gareth Reese joining us from the World Rugby Sevens. As you know, hour one of the Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by the World Rugby Sevens and Explore Edmonton. Coming up this weekend in Edmonton, the City of Champions. We've gone to the birds, guys. We've officially gone to the birds. And uh, coming up in hour two, Scott Flory, the Canadian Football Hall of Famer, head coach of the University of Saskatchewan Huskies football program. He's coming up in hour two. And great work by Clark. We had A.J. Gallant lined up from the Danbury Trashers. And they are point six in my quick six show topics here. The Danbury Trashers, what the, the hockey documentary that's taking Netflix by storm. But the former owner of the team had to reschedule today. So Scott Flory was good enough to slide himself in for hour two to fill in for A.J. Gallant. But as you said, Moose, that'll give all our viewers time. If you haven't watched the documentary yet 
on Netflix to watch it ahead of, I think, Monday we're going to get A.J. Galant on. So, anyways, Gareth Reese and Scott Flory today. And now, please, can we hit the Quick 6 show topic? Thank you. And I know that we are back on Game Plus television today, so people that because we've been preempted all week because of blast premiere the gaming tournament they're like what is going on what's coming out of my television right now (laughs) rod is in south florida down here on an nfl and nhl tour or as mo and slapshot would say a southern tour and (laughs) went to the dolphins on sunday the dolphins and the bills this sunday i'm going to the panthers and the nashville predators in a doubleheader get to check out the north palm beach high school team their game friday night as coached by deron carter Dupes, I just got a lot of sports things going on down here. So anyways, number one, Blue Jays 7, sorry, Rays 7, Blue Jays won last night at the Trop in the Dome in Tampa. Austin Meadows hit a three-run homer in a six-run third inning, and the Rays clinched a postseason berth with a 7-1 victory over the Blue Jays. The Rays' Kevin Kermeyer was hit by a pitch, apparent retribution for scooping up a Toronto scouting report two days earlier. We all saw the highlights of it if you weren't watching it live. Reliever Ryan Baraki no relation to our technical producer, Ryan Baracko, hit Kermeyer on the back with his first pitch of the eighth inning last night when the Rays led 7-1. Baraki was ejected. Blue Jays manager Charlie Montoya and enraged pitching coach Pete Walker stormed out of the dugout as a play spilled onto the field. Walker also was tossed from the game. The Rays won the series, Moose. They clinched, as I said. It was not good for the Blue Jays in terms of the wild card because both the Red Sox and Yankees won last night. So it was not a good night for the Blue Jays. But you think overall it was a great night for baseball. So please explain. That's an amazing night for baseball. I think, you know, Kermeyer getting plunked and being upset about it, the, the Jays being upset about the scorecard. That whole incident is amazing. And him saying after the game, he hopes he plays the Jays, you know, because they shouldn't have plunked him for that. They should get over it. I think bad blood yeah. in baseball is great. I think you get a little rivalry going. I think it's, it's good for entertainment. It's great for baseball. It gets you tuned into these games. And Tampa wouldn't traditionally be a hot ball market for, you know, the Jays, not a big rival, right? If it was the Yankees, the Red Sox, I get it. You know, it's similar to what we saw with um, with Odor and the Texas Rangers when Jose Bautista and Ruin and Odor had their little mix-up, right? Um, that kind of stuff brings people out of the ballpark. That gets people out of their seats. I think it's awesome. So I hope the Jays meet the Rays in the playoffs. I hope they talk in the press because then we'll talk about it on the show every morning while we have coffee, and then we'll be watching the game at night. So it's great for the for the for the ball game. Well, I don't know if it was Kermeyer who said it after the game last night, but we want to see these guys in the playoffs. And I think I can speak for every baseball fan and Canadian in saying, so do we. Uh, anyways, moving on, I've, I'm moving my topics around uh, because I had the Jack Eichel news this morning. And I'll tease you with, you already know this, but Jack Eichel's been stripped of his C in Buffalo. He's been placed on long-term injured reserve. And the grease fire that is the Buffalo Sabres continues. But that's not my number two point. I'm making the CFL my number two point because, oh my gosh, Darren, my phone's just blowing up with football people down here that are loving the CFL coverage because nobody else is giving it in the daytime in Canada nor the United States because uh, here at the Beach House, Pompano, they're saying this is Florida's daytime sports talk show. Just saying that, Moose. I don't think you'll have a problem with, uh, <clears throat> with that moniker. 
anyways, Hamilton's third-string quarterback, David Watford, picked up his second straight win on a rain-filled night as the Tiger Cats defeated the Ottawa Red Blacks 24-7 at TD Place on Wednesday. The win allowed the Ticats to take sole possession of first in the East. Red Blacks dropped their fifth in a row. They're now 1-5. The result marked the 11th straight home loss for the Red Blacks, dating back to July of 2019. Watford, our good friend, finished the night 15-25 for 115 yards and a touchdown. Listen, maybe he didn't win it, but as we said yesterday, he didn't lose it, and that's all we can ask. It was a rough night on the other side for Ottawa's Dominic Davis. He started at quarterback. He finished the night 6 for 14 for 50 yards, one pick. Then he was replaced while well, he was hurt, and then Matt Nichols came in early in the third. Nichols was 7 for 10 for 68 yards. Then he left the game with seven minutes to go as he appeared to injure his left wrist. Nate Bahar finished the game at quarterback for Ottawa. And if you don't know who Nate Bahar is, he's another friend of the show. He's been on here. He's a Canadian receiver. So I asked you to go, Darren, and do a little homework this morning and check out Arash Madani's Twitter feed and then Bob Irving's. Arash tweeted last night, not a banner night for the CFL or something along those lines. And Bob Irving, the Hall of Fame voice of the Blue Bombers, said a sad night for the CFL, if I have that right. And I didn't watch the end of the game. It was an abomination. It just it wasn't good. But I'll just say this. If they get down to the third-string quarterback who happens to be a receiver, that could happen in the National Football League because I believe that they only dress two in the NFL. It could happen. Last year, the Denver Broncos started a DB, a quarterback, as you know, because of COVID protocol to their four quarterbacks. Was it as bad a night for the CFL as Canadians and CFL observers are saying? Well, it wasn't great. And that's not even because they had to put a receiver in a quarterback. You, you just mentioned the Denver Broncos. It's not unprecedented. It's not just only a CFL thing. This happens in the National Football League. Not often, but it can happen. We see it happen in baseball when a shortstop's got to come and pitch because they've ran through all their pitchers, you know, yep. or an outfielder. That's not crazy. That's not that crazy. But 225 passing yards in the football game. Wait, wait, wait. Total combined between four quarterbacks combined for 225 passing yards let that sink in for a second four quarterbacks combined for 225 passing yards that's what's disappointing because we want offense we want to get out of our seat you know we want the big plays and there are big play guys on on these teams and in the canadian football league that's what makes it so fun it's electric right there was not a lot electric about that game last night and that's disappointing well, look, man, and I'm making a note of that. Sad night, point two. When's the last time we had a CFL game? And call, you know, call me crazy because I haven't watched all of them, but that has shot the lights out and just been a slobber knocker because we've seen it in the National Football League. The, obviously, the opening night game, 31-29, Buccaneers over the Cowboys. Look at the overtime games. You had one with your Titans last week, and they won yeah. in Seattle, right? Look at the excitement there. Uh, Monday Night Football, the Raiders and the Ravens last week. Why is this happening in the Canadian Football League? Why is it? I don't have a problem that a receiver's got to come in and play third-string quarterback, and clearly you don't either. You've said it. It happens in other leagues. It happens in other sports that you got to bring in a utility guy. I, I get that. But what is with the bad CFL games? Because there are issues in the CFL, and I'm, listen, you're on this show with me every day. I'm yeah. going out of my way, Moose, to steer clear of the issues of what I know there are for the CFL. Obviously, financial issues, COVID issues, all the rest. They're not helping themselves by games like that. 
So I guess my again, my question to you is, what's the deal with low scoring, no big plays in I the know. CFL? And that's never, that I can remember, it's never really been the CFL's issue. You know, no matter what the league's, you know, shape is financially, no matter what the business model is, no matter how many fans are in the stands, the CFL's always been, you know, for me and a lot of football fans, the most entertaining brand of football, right? Big plays, lots of drama, talk about the final three minutes and, and, and all that can happen, no lead is safe, you know, big plays, the kick returns, all of that, and it's just... It's been a tough season. And that's, you know, you could, you know, probably chalk some of this up to the layoff. You really probably could. There's been some movement. There haven't been on the field a lot. You can, you can chalk it up to that a little bit. But now we're seven games in, right? We're, we're midway point of the season. It's, it's time to start seeing some of these things, you know, unfold a little bit and start to see this game because it's not the game that we remember it. At least it wasn't last night. So I've got my comments on. Thank you, Jordan, and you and all the crew for uh, fixing me up with that feed. So William May and Lloyd Minster says lots of key injuries and a whole year off from not playing. So there's that. Uh, boy, they're coming in like crazy. <laughs> now That's asking good. for it. Um, yes, what well, we want. Uh, John Wyatt watching on Facebook says inexperienced quarterbacks and heavy rain didn't help the stats from Northside YEG, that's in Edmonton. He says, I didn't watch much of the game, but when I had it on, it was pouring rain. From the general in Calgary, he says, don't be a CFL homer, Rod. LOL. How about that? One minute, they're calling me a homer. The next day, they're calling me a hater. Welcome to How my life. That? From CD, the Cat fan. He's got the Cats logo as his avatar. He says, don't care. <laughs> I, you don't care because you won. That's a good point. Right. You'll take I mean, ugly losses over pretty pretty wins anytime. Devontae Dedman did have the kick, the, the touchdown, right? The big return, six, uh, 63 yards, I think it was. And it was raining. I do like mm -hmm. when the weather plays a factor. I, I like the rain and stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Um, like I say, just... Uh, Trying to figure out my computer here. From Randolph in Ontario, high school teams pass for more than 225 yards combined. Eh, maybe it has something to do with the rain. I don't know. Um, John Kirby in Edmonton says, next CFL season, will we see more Tuesday and Wednesday games like this season? Was there an explanation last night on the broadcast as to why they were playing a Wednesday game in Ottawa, by the way? Because if there was, I missed it. I can't imagine the TD place was booked for too many other events on the weekend, Moose. But yeah. why? how are we with Wednesday games in the CFL? I think we said you want to stay away from Thursdays and Sundays if you can in the Canadian Football League, particularly in the fall. Um, I, mean, I don't this, have a problem with midweek games, but that's just no, me. This is staying away from those days. I'm a big, again, I'm a big, I grew up with Friday night football, the doubleheader on Friday nights. That's what I love. Um, but I have no problem mm -hmm. with it. I mean, you're going you're gonna to go to the games if you're a fan of the team. I, I really believe that you'll go to the games no matter what the day is. Again, if you, if you don't want to, you'll say it was because of a Wednesday night game. In reality, it's you just didn't want to go. But um, I had no problem with the game last night, and it was nice to have a midweek game to watch in the CFL. Chris Bird in King City, Ontario says, Madani's post was much less scathing than Irving's. <clears throat> they were both, it appeared, crapping on the CFL. And you kind of expect it from a rash. You don't expect it from Knuckles. So uh, I saw it. You saw it. I don't necessarily know yeah. what they meant. 
But anyways, uh, life goes on. We only got a minute or two left here, Darren. And uh, as you know, I got a million screens going on here, so bear <laughs> with me. This is the warm-up, proudly brought to you by our friends at E. Cole Electric. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk about the Jack Eichel situation and the NHL training camps that are open. But at E. Cole Electric, our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E. Cole Electric, let's get to work. Darren and I will return after this break and go through points three through six. And they are the NHL and Jack Eichel. For the NFL tonight, Carolina-Houston. We'll talk about the line. Tom Brady goes into New England next week. They're already talking about that game. And point six, more on the Danbury Trashers. So hang around. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus Television, nationwide in Canada, 31 states in the U.S., YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.